people hate hearing this, but honestly, people sell the way that they buy. Now let's talk about this. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where we talk about how to get the best out of yourself and how to build a life that you can't wait to get out of bed and live each day. This podcast is my attempt at documenting my journey, sharing my insights and what I've learned from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to some of the country's top athletes, rich listers, entrepreneurs, and running events for tens of thousands of people on how to better themselves and those around them. This is for those driven to achieve more in life, but are often underestimated by those around them. This podcast is my attempt at helping you prove your doubters wrong. Please enjoy. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. All right, let's talk about sales and selling. Now, this is the uh, dirty word that most people don't like talking about. Now, before you jump off of this podcast because you don't think that you're a salesperson or you work for somebody else and you don't work in sales or you're a business owner and you don't do sales, that's probably the reason why you're bottlenecked financially. Don't do that. Everyone is a salesperson. In fact, kids are the best salespeople because kids know how to sell to get what they want. Now, if ever you're wanting to get something more, whether it's more money, whether it's more business, whether it's a better relationship, whether it is you're out dating. I mean, sales is in everything. Everyone's selling all day long. If I want to go to a cafe and someone else doesn't want to go to that same cafe, I then have to sell them on the idea of going to that cafe. Now, why do most people suck at sales and why do most people have this issue with sales? Well, most people have an issue with sales because when they think about sales, they think about some shit salesperson that is sleazy and dodgy. They think about that old school used car salesperson vibe. You know, I hop on the phone, I'm talking to someone, I'm like, right, tell me about your life. And they're like, my life sucks. I'm struggling in business. I'm struggling mentally. I'm overwhelmed. You know, I always feel like there's problems in my business. I don't know how to deal with this shit. And so I sit there and I listen to them for like 30 minutes. And then I say to them, right, what do you want to do? And they're like, well, I need some help. I need to do this stuff. And then all of a sudden I start going into a little bit of sales mode and they get a little bit of a sniff that they have to take action, they have to make a decision. Next second, all the excuses come out. Sometimes someone hangs up. Why? Because they're used to feeling unsafe, insecure, and fearful and scared when someone's selling to them. But here's the problem. They also have an issue selling to other people because they won't want to be seen as that dodgy salesperson or giving off that salesperson vibe. I love being sold to. Last week, I spent $25,000 for three months on a coach, right? Now, this is a coach in a specific area with a problem that I need to deal with that's specific to me. And so I went out, I reached out and it's business stuff. And so I reached out to them. I'm like, right, cool. Here's the problem. How do we deal with it? He goes through the whole sales thing. He's like, right, what do you want to do? Do you want to do three months? Do you want to do 12 months? Do you just want to do like a once off? And I was like, nah, man, let's just get cracking. Let's get going with three months. And if you know, we can keep going from there, if everything works out. And he's like, done. He sent through the payment link within 10 minutes. I'd paid for it. Done. Okay, that was 25K. Now, some shithead right now is sitting there thinking, well, it's easy for you, Mojo, you got 25K. I don't have 25K because I'm a smart business owner that utilizes the money and the resources that I have for growth, right? No one rarely just has a bunch of cash for no reason sitting around. Like if you're smart, you use money for a very specific reason. So if I have spare cash personally, I invest it. I don't just sit on it for ages like, you know, old school 1950s people do. They're like, if I'm just going to save a bunch of cash, that's when there's high interest rates and stuff like that. You don't do that these days. Like that's not a smart option. Now, yes, it is good to have available cash, but you don't just have a shitload of money sitting around with no purpose because in nature, anything that doesn't have a purpose 
gets destroyed. So any organism or any animal that doesn't serve a purpose anymore becomes extinct. If you want to extinct your money, just have a bunch of cash lying around without a purpose. You know, I meet people all the time. They're like, oh, I just crashed my car. This just happened. And all of a sudden I'm back to zero again. I'm like, cool. What was the purpose of you having that cash in the bank? And they're like, oh, I was just saving up for a rainy day. And I'm like, good. Now you got your rainy day. Now that money has a purpose again. You just fucking lost it. Right? Because anything in nature that's not growing is dying. Anything that's not expanding is contracting. And when people have too much cash sitting around, they feel too safe. They feel too secure. They feel like everything's going well and they take their foot off of the gas. And when they take their foot off of the gas, they stop achieving. They stop getting results. They lose their motivation. They lose their drive and their self-worth drops. It is a really, really, really stupid strategy that most people have, especially in Australia and America, that they have large amounts of just savings sitting around or they're waiting for a rainy day because every time you have a rainy day fund, you're going to have a fucking rainy day. Okay, I don't have a rainy day fund. What I have is I put money towards offsetting the house. I put money into investments and shit like that. And if I need money, then I can sell that stuff or I can do something in order to recuperate that cost. But I don't have money sitting around just for no real reason. And I've never really met a wealthy person who has just a bunch of cash sitting around for no reason. Even if you look at some of the great investors like Warren Buffett, he always has a purpose for cash sitting there. He knows that he's waiting for his next good deal and he's looking, he's strategizing, he's planning for the next big deal. He ain't sitting around just sitting there going, oh, I'm not going to go to work for the next three months because I've got $300 billion just sitting in my bank account. He still rocks up to work every day and he's looking for that next deal. He has a purpose for that cash. Okay, rainy day funds are a bad, bad idea. But anyway, let's get back to sales. So most people are shit at selling because they have a negative connotation to sales. So when they go to sell, they think about the dodgy salesperson. They think about the fear that they have when someone else sells. They think about the negative feelings they get from a past experience, or they may not have even had that past experience. They may have just had an experience from their parents saying, oh, that's a dodgy car salesman, or their parents are watching a current affair, or you know, today, tonight, or one of those shitty TV news shows where they go and pick on a wealthy person or they go and pick on someone who's a salesperson and they go, oh, look, here's this dodgy car salesman or here's a, a dodgy real estate agent. And so they make it seem like sales is bad. Yet they're selling you on the idea that the dodgy salesperson is bad. They're selling you on an idea. They're selling you on a story. We're getting sold to every second of every day. Just understand this. If you buy anything, you've been sold to. Now that may come from marketing, but you've been sold to. Why do people go out and buy, you know, a $300 pair of Nike shoes when they could get just as good a quality in maybe a $120 pair of shoes? Why? Because the brand has sold you on the idea that they have a premium product, right? Why do people go and spend $2,000 on a pair of Louis Vuitton shoes? Why? Because they've been sold on an idea. They've been sold over and over and over again. They've been sold. We've all been sold. Okay, I'm sitting here looking into a Sony camera. Why did I buy a Sony camera and not a $29.95 dang kang cheap piece of shit off of Amazon? Why? Because I got sold that Sony is a good product and I wanted a good product. So I bought and I invested the money into a Sony. Why? So we're being sold to all the time. So if you have a negative connotation to sales, you're not going to sell well. You're not going to back yourself. You're going to have low confidence when it comes to getting what you want. People who don't get what they want and can't sell, 
They normally have low self-worth, low self-confidence, low self-belief because they keep getting treated like a doormat. People keep walking over them because someone who's better at selling an idea, better at selling a product, better at selling a service, they're getting better results. You know, I meet all these business owners and they're like, well, we do a better job than this company. And I'm like, okay, cool. How come that company is doing 10 times better than you? How come your revenue is 500 grand a year, 500,000, and their revenue is $5 million? Why? Because they sell that shit better. They're confident in it. They believe in their product. They believe in their service. They believe in themselves. What I'm 100% sure about is that people buy the way that they sell. So when I get on the phone to someone and I start getting into the sale and I notice that they start fucking freaking out, I know that they have a shit ability to sell. I get excited when people sell me stuff. I watch ads on TV because I'm like, I want to see how they're selling. If they're selling a product or a service and they're doing a good job at it, I want to watch how they're marketing. I want to watch how they're selling. I want to know how they influence. I want to know how they link a product and a service to a feeling. I want to know that stuff. Why? Because it helps me. But I also want to be more aware of stuff that I don't like that I might be getting influenced with. Okay, this stuff happens all the time around us. Politicians use these methods all the time, which I don't think is, I mean, they're doing what they're doing. But, you know, they use guilt. They use shame. They use, you know, all of these sort of manipulation tactics to try and get people to believe in what they believe in. Now, I don't think that that's a good idea, right? If you're a business owner or you're somebody who's using guilt and shame as a manipulation tactic to get what you want, that's going to burn you in the ass eventually. Don't do that. What you want to do is you want to find a common problem or a common objective that you can help people with or help them solve and then help them sell it. I have no shame in selling shit to people. If I'm on the phone and someone comes to me and they're like, you know, my mindset is suffering. I've got low confidence. I don't believe in myself or I'm a business leader. I'm stressed out. I'm frustrated or I'm a parent. You know, I don't think that I'm doing a good job with my kids. I could be doing better. Maybe I need to be a better leader. Maybe I need to learn how to communicate more effectively you know, someone who's dating and they're just letting themselves go. And they're like, I know that it's my mindset that affects my eating, which is affecting my diet. All of those types of things. They're the people that I want to help. So when I'm on the phone, I'm going to sell it to them, right? And I believe in them more than they believe in them, which is why sometimes people bail out. They bail out not because of my belief. They bail out because of a lack of their own belief and their own ability to execute based on past experiences. Maybe they bought something before and they never followed through on the product or the service. So now they have this like shitty taste in their mouth because they're like, well, what if I don't do it? What if I fail? And so they have these beliefs inside their own head that hold them back from just buying. Quickly, if you're a business owner in Australia that makes over 300K per year and you're wanting to grow to $10 million or you're frustrated that your business still heavily relies upon you to get stuff done effectively and efficiently, then message me or my team on social media to find out more about my 12-month business implementation and growth mastermind called Business Growth Odyssey. We currently only intake 10 business owners each month into the program, and there are still some places open for this month's intake. Our goal is to help you to create more operational freedom in your business so that the business doesn't rely on you as the owner. We help you to implement processes, systems, management, hiring, and all the other things like sales, marketing, and so on to help you to scale your business without the usual levels of extreme anxiety, stress, pressure, overwhelm, etc. that most business owners face when they scale their business between 300K and $10 million. Plus, the best thing is you attend live business growth events each quarter, have weekly accountabilities, and join an amazing network of driven business owners who do not accept mediocrity in life or business. So message me or reach out to my team to find out more and set up a call. I love spending money. Okay. I remember years ago, I used to get grilled by people around me. I'm making 
you know, a couple of hundred grand a month and I would just go out and buy shit. And people around me would be like, why? Why are you doing that? What about, what, what if all this negative stuff happens? What about if all this bad stuff happens? What about if the economy flips? And then after a while, I started playing life scared. And I went to see a friend of mine and she was a world-renowned psychologist. She's worked with some of the greatest athletes on the planet, including some of the top tennis players and musicians and things like that. Amazing person. Unfortunately, she's not here anymore. She's passed away. She was amazing. And I sat down with her and I was like, do you know when I go to make like decisions in life now, I think I'm playing scared. I'm playing safe. I'm sitting in the back seat, not in the front seat. I don't have the steering wheel anymore. Like I want to go and grow the business and I want to go spend money on marketing and sales and go to these national tours and stuff. But I'm always worried now. And she said, why? And I went back and I said, well, all these people around me, like I had an old accountant, I had an old bookkeeper. And they're like, well, you know, you're spending too much money and blah, blah, blah. But I was making a shit ton of money because I felt wicked. I just kept focused on growth. I didn't focus on what could go wrong. Now, I was still smart enough where I was putting money into investments and things like that. I've always done that, probably in the last 10 to 15 years anyway. But what had happened was I just started letting everybody else's fears and doubts and concerns occupy my mind. And she said, maybe you just like spending money. Maybe you earn good money because you like spending money on stuff. And maybe that's just your lifestyle. And I thought, actually, she's fucking right. I like going out and I like buying new shoes. I like wearing nice clothes. I like driving nice cars. I like living in a nice house. I like being able to go out and have a nice dinner. Now, I'm smart enough to know that I don't blow 100% of my cash on stupid shit, but I like having a bit of extra leftover cash okay, to go and do other things. So I still invest. I still have the house that I like. I still drive nice cars, but I still have a bit of extra cash left over so that I can just go and buy shit that I want. If I want to go buy a book or a course or whatever, I just go and spend that money. And she said, maybe that's just your strategy. Maybe that's the thing that keeps you inspired and keeps you growing. And I thought, shit, that's so true. Every time I've contracted in life, I play scared. Okay, Every time things start going wrong and I start worrying about what's going wrong, I play scared. And then I notice that I contract instead of expand. When I just play the game to win in life and I stay focused, I always find a way. I always figure shit out. And this is what I find happens with almost everyone I've ever worked with. If they just focus on growth and expansion and where they want to be, life is so much easier for them and they keep winning. Yeah, they have challenging times, but you have challenging times when you're contracting and you have challenging times when you're growing. Life is tough when you're growing, okay? Because growth always has pain and challenges and shit and you're always trying to figure stuff out and you've got to learn fast. You've got to grow. You've got to have the right people around you. But when you're contracting as well, the same thing happens. You still have a lot of challenges, problems, obstacles, stresses, and frustrations. It's just one's an expanding cycle. The other one's a contraction cycle. In a growth phase, you're learning because you love to learn because you're growing and you love to grow. In the contraction phase, you're learning because you're forced to grow because if you don't grow, it just gets worse. And they're normally the people who reach out to me on social media and they're like, my life's fucked. Can you help? And I say, well, how long have you been following me? And they're like, oh, five years. I've been wanting to do something with you. And I'm like, well, now you have to, I guess. But the problem is, is that they're always in shit. So they're normally broke. They don't have time. Life's falling apart. They're going through a court case. They're going through a divorce. So life is just so chaotic for them. But it's a forced chaos, not a chaos that they're in control of because they're controlling the growth. So my point is, is that in life, if you don't like buying stuff, you probably don't like selling stuff because if you don't like being sold to, you won't like selling. And if you don't like selling, then it's very, very hard to get what you want. It's also very hard to help people. I've just been working with a coach out of the US who's someone who's hired me. And he said, how come 
I have probably 20 times the amount of followers on social media, yet you make way more money than me. And I said, it's because I can sell better and I believe in my product more. And he went, well, I believe in my product. And I said, well, not fucking by the looks of it. Because if you believed in it, you'd sell it. If you really believe you help people, then fucking help people. Get out there. Tell them about your product. Tell them about your service. Make sure that they pay you because when they pay you, they pay attention. It also shows a level of commitment. There are all these people on YouTube and they watch my YouTube clips and they're like, I know what Michael talks about. I know his product. You know shit. You're watching free stuff. Wait till you get in the courses. Wait till you get into the deepest stuff. Okay. Wait till you work with me and you're held accountable to getting results. Okay. That's when we start to step it up. Right. So this is the thing, right, is that when you pay, you make a commitment. And when you make a commitment, it creates this pressure inside of yourself to need to grow. Let's say I'm going to spend $20,000 or $30,000 or $50,000 a year on coaching, which I sometimes do. If I have a coach or someone like that that I'm working with, it might be someone in business or it might be someone in mindset, it might be someone in health. When I do that, I pay a lot more attention. I was a national award-winning personal trainer who got poached from working in gyms to go and work in medical centers, right? I know how to train people and I know how to exercise. Yet, I noticed that I let shit slip because I didn't hold myself accountable and I didn't have someone to be accountable to. Once I started paying for a personal trainer who was someone that I originally mentored, now he's my personal trainer. When I have someone like that near me, I'm like, right, I got to keep stepping it up. And he holds me accountable. He's like, right, show me nutrition for the last couple of days. And I know if I've slipped or not, I'm like, fuck, I got to pull it back in. That little bit of accountability there, that decision to pay someone has been so important because I don't want to waste, you know, a couple of hundred bucks a week for no reason, right? I think I pay like 300 or 400 bucks a week. Now, I don't want to waste that money by getting shitty results and end up in three years fatter, grosser, feeling more shit about myself because I've hired a trainer and I haven't followed through on the commitment that I want, which is to feel better about my body, to be stronger, to be fitter and all that stuff. Plus, he can go and focus on my programming and all that and spend hours on that instead of me having to do it, which I'd rather be doing other things like this podcast or coaching people in the mindset space or you know, helping them to improve their health and so on. So my point is that you sell the way you buy. And if you're scared of salespeople or you don't like salespeople or you have a negative connotation to sales, you're automatically going to massively self-reduce your worth and the value of your product or your service that you offer. Now, someone here is probably listening to this going, yeah, but I work for someone, Michael. That's the reason why you're capped. That's the reason why your job role is capped financially. Because great salespeople who work for somebody else Say, how can I add more value to the organization? How can I make my boss's job easier? How can I take on more shit so I can get paid more? If you're smart enough, you learn how to sell better. If any of my staff come to me and they say, hey, I reckon I could earn the business an extra $50,000. If I do a whole bunch of these things here and I can organize some stuff, let's say the business, we've got to pay tax and superannuation, all those sort of things. So I don't just earn $50,000. The company might earn an extra, let's say, $15,000 out of that 50. Let's say out of that $50,000, there's $15,000 left. If that staff member comes to me and says, hey, look, what about if I got an extra $5,000 a year bonus? I go, cool. If you hit that target, I'll give you five grand bonus. That's why businesses have bonus schemes because the bonus scheme makes sense. It makes the employee work harder. The business gets better results. The staff member gets better results and everybody gets rewarded. Business has to be a win-win situation. Life has to be a win-win situation. If I don't get my customers' results, it makes no sense. If I don't make them more money, it makes no sense. The reason why we have a high re-sign rate 
is because people keep making more and more money. Why would they not re-sign? Right? It's crazy if they don't. Okay? So anyway, just remember, you buy the way you sell and you sell the way you buy. If you don't like sales and you have a negative connotation sales, you're never going to sell well because you're going to have those same feelings, those same, I don't know, shitty vibes when you're selling to somebody else that you get from people when they sell to you. So just be really aware of that. Okay. When you start to love when people sell to you, then you start to love selling to other people. Sometimes I'll go and I'll have a look at some properties and things like that. I love it when the salesperson or the agent comes out because I'm starting to figure out how are they selling? What are they selling? How do they display and demonstrate the benefits of the house? What about the features? What are they doing here? Okay, it's really, really cool. I like it. And if they do a good job, I'll let them know. I'm like, hey, you've done a really good job with sales. Like, well done. It's it's really cool to see, you know, you're doing your art. And I get inspired by it. It's really cool. Anyway, I hope that helps River Mofos. Get out there, keep selling, keep pushing, keep crushing results. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day and I look forward to seeing you back here again on another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur.